Your martial arts movie podcast. Ha ha! I threw that shit before I walked in the room! Featuring drunken Thai boxer, Will. Too bad you will die. The also drunken wrestler, Mark. I said I don't want trouble. And drunken karate master, Zero. You've lost your boss. And now, call, call, call. I don't come You know, baby. Fists of fail. Were there really millionaires on this train? I, I don't even feel like that was the case at all. Yeah, no, but there was Shanghai in this movie. Do you get the joke? Because the alternative title because... is Shanghai Express. Oh, there you go. Look, look like the kind of comedy that we are starting off with. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, today we're talking about Millionaire's Express. Oh, Happy New Year's, everybody. Um, we're, we're starting off the year with another theme. The theme being Samo Month. Samo Hung Month. That, that sounded weird. Yeah. That sounded weird just saying Samo Month. Um, why are we doing Samo Hung again, Zero? Because it's his birthday this month. Oh, well, happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we already covered Jackie. I feel like it's it's appropriate we cover Samo. We don't really have in mind yet how far we're going to go into his catalog. Because not only is he uh, a, an action star, uh, he's also an action choreographer, director, and main director. So, you know, like, we, you, there's a lot of things to cover. But uh, I figure, I guess... A good place to start would be Millionaire's Express, which is a movie that I think I've been wanting to watch for quite some time now. Um, yeah, we were potentially going to watch this originally in July for our abandoned theme of martial arts westerns. Yeah. And I saw this and I was like, oh, this kind of looks like a martial arts western. This might be fun. But then we yep. realized we couldn't find any more yeah. martial arts westerns to talk <laughs> about. So we had to abandon Yep, and here we are, finally, finally getting around to talking about it. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, to be honest, I knew nothing about this movie, like whatsoever. All I knew is that it was one of those required watches. Um, I've wanted to watch this for quite some time now, and you know, the, it would ever every once in a while show up on my feed, and like, oh, look at this fight between Yunbyu and Samo, or Yunbyu versus Cynthia Rothrock. Yep, and then like nothing else about the movie would really. Like no, no, no one talks about anything else about the movie, so I was, it just never right. showed up on my radar otherwise. And then after watching this movie, I'm like, oh, that's why. Now that's I know why. why. <laughs> yes, yes, man. Okay, okay. What do you call this type of story? Because I, I think we've maybe discussed something similar like this before, and I, I think mm -hmm. I've seen movies like this before. What happens when you have just like a shitload of characters, and we just kind of follow all their separate storylines, and then eventually they all come together at the end in the finale for you know the big showdown or whatever well probably, i mean there's probably a archetype for this right i mean like th this movie has an ensemble cast so i don't know if that's a genre like the way that you're you're describing it but that's basically what this movie is there's a lot of characters and there's a lot of well-named hong kong actors in the movie hong kong and international actors in the movie um so it's like you're trying to like bring in a whole bunch of people all at once uh i guess it's like not an anthology but like i i think i know you're talking about though there's a lot of convert a lot of this disparate storylines that all converge at the very end kind of um, i mean that's exactly what it is like basically yeah. we're following so many freaking characters yeah. 
in this movie um, that all get on this train and then eventually get off at this town. Yep. And then you just slowly, you know, you kind of you kind of have some character arcs going along and then basically all hell breaks loose <laughs> during the last 15 minutes and they're all breaking loose together, right? They're all kind of doing mm-hmm. their part. For uh, not not everyone, unfortunately, I noticed like a few characters just disappear completely at the end of the film, and the whole time <laughs> yeah. I was thinking, "Oh, why did why did we spend any time with you? That was just a waste." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was my my ba- major question. I, so before I I watched this before you did, and I, I yeah. sent you a text, and I was like, "Zero, I have a feeling that you're not gonna like this movie," and I was basing that suspicion off the fact that there are too many characters. And oh pro- boy! Yeah. So is that uh, was my prediction correct? Uh, yeah. It you were you were partially correct. Uh, I am. Uh, I really don't like too many characters in my movie. I'm all about character consolidation, mm-hmm. and man, they could have consolidated so many <laughs> of these <laughs> characters. Some of them just have like a few lines, and mm-hmm. you don't remember them. Only like if you remember that that Hong Kong actor, then you know you might remember them. But otherwise, like. Sometimes they're on the screen and then they're gone and then maybe they'll show up again later and then that's it. And uh, I was like, no, like, uh, what's his face? Yoon Wah was in this for for like a second. He's in a couple scenes. He's got like one scene. (laughs) Well, that's the thing. There's a lot of major stars in this movie. Uh, Like Eric Tsang, for example, you know, like like he's he's a really big name. Um, We have... um, I was gonna say, yeah. We're, well, we, I already mentioned Richard Norton, and not Richard Norton. Uh, Richard Chen. I'm blanking on their names. Just regardless, there's a lot of big stars in this movie, and the reason for this, and the reason why there's the, the cast is so bloated, is because this was a Chinese New Year release. This uh, is, uh, okay. yeah, this was some, something that really like catered to the Hong <clears throat> Kong audience. They wanted the you know to to get as many butts in in that theater as possible. Uh, but oh boy, uh, you know, I, I mean, I'm trying not to be so negative. Uh, and like knowing that context, it actually puts my f- like puts me in a different frame of reference and like and, and understand that. However, um, m- without that, this story, this movie really drags. <laughs> oh I yeah, find, I, I, I fell this... I fell asleep during it. Unfortunately, <laughs> like, I, I mean, I watched it again, obviously, uh-huh. but. As I was sitting down, I was just like, where is this going? Yeah. Where is it going? What's going on? Right. And like, I, I was having trouble following uh, a lot of the story in the beginning. Like, why is Simo in Russia in that yeah, opening? Because it, that doesn't matter. <laughs> that really doesn't matter. It's just uh, sure. the show that he's, you know, kind of like, uh, what? Not a criminal. Well, I guess he is a criminal, but not that's not the best way to describe it. He's on it. the lam. He's running. He's on the lam. Yeah, mm-hmm. like a government official. Right. Uh, right. No, but like I don't even know like why all those soldiers were there. It was like some sort of war games. Uh, I think on. he was like, there pilfering. Their uh, Sam was there pilfering them, and then he gets captured. Um, yeah, but they were like faking their deaths, and then suddenly they're all alive again. I, I, who it knows? Was such a. I was so confused by that opening. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Uh, like, we, we always say this about Hong Kong productions, especially in the 80s. A lot of it is just on the cuff. Like, there's no storyboarding. People just come up with the stories, the choreography, everything is come up. They come up with on the fly and they just film it. And they're like, all right, I hope this makes sense at the end of the movie, <laughs> at the end of production, and we can make a movie out of this. Um, so, like, the, those scenes were probably just like inserted because they just needed more content in it. Um, 
but again, yeah, that's this is theory. a this is like almost exactly ninety minutes. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, it, it, this this would have been a fine seventy minutes. Like, they could cut mm-hmm. out so much for me personally. Sure, but uh, anyway, yeah. Will, what is this movie about? Because <laughs> too many plot lines. Uh, uh, I'll assist with in whatever way oh I boy. can. But what's <laughs> okay. the main story? The main story is Sammo Hung comes back to town. Um, this town that's in I'm just like gonna the call middle it of nowhere. I'm gonna call it China. It's it's in China, although it's a little anachronistic because it's a Western in China, uh, with Western set set pieces. You know, like it, it looks like a Western. Wouldn't make any sense in you know in any part of China because there's like people on horseback you know, riding with their lassos and whatnot. It looks like a Western, um, but whatever. Uh, you know, like you do take all you take all the Western setting you put it in China somewhere, and Samo's back in town. Um, he is essentially like a bit of a bastard because he's trying to con the town somehow, even though he's from here, um, get their money or whatever and fuck off some, you know, like, uh, you know, live his own life. Um, so that that, really the story, I, I, I didn't think that was the case. Like, yes, he, yes, I would say he is a bastard, but, uh, my understanding was he came back to the town to try and like lift people... things up for it, yeah, 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 you know, because because they're essentially like in the middle of nowhere, right? Well, that's that's what ends up happening at the end. Sorry, like what I just explained, but um, yeah, he does tr- he does try at one point in the movie to blow up <laughs> blow up the train tracks and force people to you know, basically force tourism into town. Yes, yeah. So like, like I guess at the surface level, like the intentions are good, but. Like the means of you know how he's accomplishing this, and also you know he's there. He does have an ulterior motive to things too. Like he does want to leave with the money. Also, there is one part of the movie that I don't feel like they explain very well, and I watched this twice already. There's this map that is introduced in the story. I have yeah. no idea what this map is, what it does, why is it important, and it's literally introduced at the end of the movie. No, so um. Basically, there are three Japanese diplomats mm-hmm. traveling on the Shanghai Express, or the Millionaire's Express, as the the, the title of the movie is called. Mm-hmm. They have a map to the Terracotta Warriors. I think is that what it was. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> like, I think that's what it was. So they have a map to something, right? Mm-hmm. And so basically, people want to get the map because it's the Japanese, and you know. Chinese movies in the 80s don't like the Japanese or in, <laughs> or in any time frame they don't like the Japanese so they're mm-hmm. trying to get the map from the mm-hmm. Japanese they're, and yeah that's it they're just trying to steal it from them okay that's the part I was missing I was like why did because I, I felt like this map didn't matter all so much until the very end and that at that point I was like what what is this MacGuffin <laughs> what, yeah, they, why they, did they care they, at all they briefly mention it in the in the beginning, like there there's this huge moment of exposition, like when they're basically elaborating on the train heist plan, yep. and everything just gets unloaded really quickly. Okay, but yeah. then they never like kind of get back to it because there's so many characters they have to keep on yeah. introducing characters and then taking them away and, and right. get back to different story arcs so that you know we remember like why they're there and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, and there across the movie, there's like little characters with their own supporting, like very small supporting roles. Not even supporting; they're they're completely just shoehorned in there for like comedic sake. Like there's, uh, there's a 
Wong Fei Hong is for some reason in the movie. It, oh, it's man. like, like oh I my god, say, why? <laughs> yeah, those the the two Sifus and then their little disciples mm-hmm. uh, were you know train passengers, and they give them their own little comedic scene, and then we never see them again. <laughs> they don't. They're they're those are some of the characters that don't do anything at the end of the movie. They they have like a beginning, they have something in the middle, and then once the action starts, we just, that's it. They're gone. There, there there was no purpose to have them there. Right, right, and that that's that's a perfect example of how like you know, when people complain about fan service nowadays in movies, I'm like oh, this is complete fan service. This is a, we're talking the eighty six nineteen eighty six like they threw in Wong Fei Hung. Wong Fei Hung, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. Okay. Yeah, uh, according to IMDb trivia, they said that they wanted Quan Ta King, who played the quote unquote original Wong Fei Hong in the movie, um, he refused. So they just casted a much younger version of him. And his father's played by Jimmy Wang, who of Shaw Brothers fame. Oh, no, not, yeah, uh, One Armed Swordman. Um, he, you know, like, yeah, he's just in the movie. And I guess I can understand how it'd be kind of one disrespectful and also like pointless because Wong Fei Hong gets captured at the end. It's like he's supposed to be like a martial arts prodigy. I know he's like six in the movie, but it just seems like <laughs> it doesn't have it's like why do you have him in the movie at all? But this is example prime example of fan service because like oh I, <laughs> I can imagine the the Hong Kong audience going like oh I know him he's he he I know who Wong Fei Hong is I, I like that he's in movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> People uh, were going like, "Ooh, oh, I remember oh, that's, things." That's Wong Fei Hong. Look, he's doing the pose. <laughs> yeah. He's doing the pose, and he's that's a our... kid. He's so cute. That's our first fight scene, by the way. I know that. <laughs> uh, the the fight between two little nine year olds. Um, yeah, I mean, there's that. There's like the story with the the evil bad guys who are plotting the whole train heist uh, against the Japanese. There's also the Japanese. There's also the uh, the 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 kooky bandits uh, who oh, boy, who start a are... fire. I thought they were the same people, but I was like, wait, this is another group of bandits. I don't. And then there was like an adulterous Sherlock Holmes in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, I hated that storyline too. Yeah. I love I love the guy sneaking around. Like every time he would go on the roof and just sneak yeah. past people like, you know, like there was nothing else going on. Yep. But ultimately there's no payoff for that either. Like nope. there's We get a comedy scene at the end. You get a kind comedy of. scene with him and like fourteen dudes hiding in the room <laughs> and I was oh no. Yeah. No, yeah. that that served no purpose either. <clears throat> you know, like that cut cut it. Cut it. Cut it off. <laughs> Okay, well, obviously we're going to talk about this from an action standpoint because that's what we do. But what do you think of the comedy zero? I'm wondering if a lot of it is lost on you. Probably. Man. I didn't. I don't think I laughed like once. Okay. <laughs> so, says someone who oh, understands man. the language, I didn't laugh at all either. Okay. <laughs> I was like, man, this movie just drags. There are some mo- moments where I'm like, I can see why this would be funny. I don't think it's funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think it has nothing to do with the cultural or language barrier. I think it's just that's not my kind of humor. A lot of it's like very, like lowbrow humor, in my opinion. Um, it, it and, felt kind of slapsticky. They were playing that kind of old timey music, mm-hmm. like when, when yeah. somebody falls down, like the wah wah wah, like yeah, the yeah, 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 or like when someone's sneaking around, like those trombones <laughs> going on in the background. Like it's it's like so. It's so on the nose, but it's of the time, so yeah. you can't really fault it. 
but if you know when you listen to that stuff now you're just like oh this is so cheesy <laughs> yeah i mean I, there, there's a there's a whole cheese level to it and it's it's intentional yeah. um I, I, unfortunately i can't i see right past it i'm like eh, it's not really my jam and, and i like i like a lot of garbage so like that if you know it, i think it just speaks to who like the kind of comedy that i like yeah, I mean this. This feels family friendly. I mean, it's a New Year's right. Eve movie, so it it's. I'm not expecting like the garbage comedy that I like you know, <laughs> in this movie. Like, I'm not expecting extremely lowbrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, Samuel Hung dancing in drag in front of a bunch of Russian men who who like like manhandle him and like yep. pull down his makeshift bra. It's like it's uncomfortable, but it's. It's also written and directed by Sammo Hung, yeah. so he put himself in that situation. Yeah, he's very into self-deprecating humor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, kudos to him. You know, not every actor can can do that. Um, but you know what? I I had to look past the comedy because I I wasn't enjoying that. The story, I think it's a little bit all over the place. Um, it feels a little bit directionless. There is one obviously major storyline. But it gets sidelined a lot because we have so many supporting characters that we mentioned before. I don't. I think we might have mentioned all of them. I don't really know. Like, there's actually more characters, uh, all played by bigger names as well, uh, or like at least like B, C list actors. Um, well, I would say the next. Here. I would say under Samo, the next big name is Yoon Byo. Of course. And his his story being, he is a firefighter who gets recruited to. I guess like head police chief. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then once Samuel Hung enters a town, he's like extremely suspicious of him. Mm-hmm. Rightfully so. You know, he right. kind of finds that he's trying to blow up the train tracks and get all the people in the town. And like, it's yeah. a lot of them kind of butting heads and then, Hey, look, we're, you know, we're working together at the end teamwork. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, t- it takes a while until we get to that point, but for the most part, right. it really is them butting heads. Obviously if the whole movie was just centered around this conflict between Know, their distrust of one another and i kind of think it would have been a better movie maybe i would have liked that yeah but like we have so many these other characters that just kind of get thrown in there and they really do pad out the movie um i, I guess with, with that that storyline alone it wouldn't have been enough to be a movie on its own and that's why they have the movie is the way that it is yeah. um but yeah uh yun i i think he should technically be considered the main character at least the way that i like the the movie well, plays he's out for the, me he's definitely the hero the main yes. protagonist where mm-hmm. Samuel hung is like the anti-hero you know like you mm-hmm. you don't exactly root for him but he is you know he is kind of a good guy right at the same time yeah 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 um and of course the the western vibe kind of uh, like i mean Samuel was a really big fan of like westerns and like he grew up on them so he wanted to like make a martial arts western so finally we're 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 meeting that criteria for martial arts western in our show um so like obviously it helps uh, it helps to bring in like other people from other you know like international audiences or international film spheres into the movie so we have people like richard norton cynthia rothrock uh like playing in like old like 1800s or early 1900s era um, so it kind of makes sense in that respect. Um, and I think a lot of the information that we got out of this movie comes from, uh, you know, what Cynthia Rothrock has reported in, in interviews when he did, you know, she was, uh, you know, basically telling us behind the scenes uh, of like what happened during the production. So 
I say go check those specific interviews out. Um, you know, especially on her um, on her YouTube on channel. YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, she goes into you know a lot of detail about like what happened and how incredibly rushed this production was. So like as harsh as I am, I know how hard it was because he only this whole thing was filmed, if I remember correctly, in a month. <laughs> the whole That's movie not was that much. Well, I mean, like the whole, all of production is was done in a month. Like, okay. Usually, it's it should be done like like a several, a couple months, not in one month. Um, and it was just uh, they basically just found a village in Taipo, um, in some like in northern Hong Kong, and you know, like they basically built a set there. And so I love I love like listening to Cynthia like talk about like the rough product like production. Um, cause like they were not, weren't allowed to sleep. There were no bathrooms. They were just told to go to abandoned building and just shit there. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it's dark. So I, I love this story cause she said that she'd go into the building and you know, like she can't see where she, she's going to have to go, but she would just slip and she's like, Oh, oh. I don't, I don't want to know what I'm slipping on. I'm like, oh, that's fucking oh, disgusting. No, no. And, but according to the Chinese, it's good luck if you step in shit. <laughs> but yeah okay. um like on the on the topic of the production um and like i i guess i this movie isn't completely uh without merit right because the movie is does excel in the uh the action department when it gets good i think um even like given the fact that like i know how how much production hell that it went through um it's 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 a pretty good accomplishment with what they actually you know were able to get done, and I think the stunt work is by far the best thing about this movie, right? Yeah, I do like the stunts. I think one of the most famous clips you'll see is Yunbio jumping off the second story roof of a burning building, landing, and then walking over to some other actors and continuing lines like like crazy like. Uh, like I, I, I think he broke his leg doing that. Yeah. Like there's no way he could have walked away from that like completely unscathed because that looked fucking painful. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember that scene from Writing Wrongs where he jumped off that building? Uh, like he jumped off the second floor and he landed and he broke his back. This time he does something even higher and it's all in this super wide shot and you just see him just fucking falling down, landing off the like the sand which is barely cushioning his fall yeah. and then without any cuts he just continues to act right away yeah. it, it's i mean i'm most... sure they did you know the typical hong kong stuff where they buried cardboard boxes you know layered cardboard boxes and rugs and all that onto yep. the sand i'm sure they you know tried to do everything they could to you know absorb that impact but still jumping from that high it's it's crazy how so nonchalant it is. Like, I yeah. like that they just don't draw attention to that. I would say one of the things that o almost bothers me about this movie is they don't draw attention to some of the stunts because some of them mm. are pretty good. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, another stunt I really like is when one of the, I guess one of the policemen uh, goes after Samuel Hung and he's on the roof of the building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's just like, he's just like, oh, I'm not following you uh see ya and he just jumps onto the like the floor below him and then the flow the floor below that 
and he jumps on this like very like this railway this like marble rail like hand railing i mm-hmm. guess you could say and you know you don't really think about it because the way it's it's shot in like this one point perspective where you're looking directly at it like you're not seeing it from a side angle so you're not seeing that potential where the stuntman could just miss that oh, yeah. hand railing that he's supposed to <laughs> jump on first and then go to the second you know the 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 floor below yeah yeah that i mean i i think it helps that you and i do this show because like watching that like the way that this movie filmed that uh, like f- filmed those specific stunts and made it so like matter of fact like oh barely have to pay attention to it like it it almost does a disservice to the stunt work itself but when i watched it i was like holy shit like yeah. I, I i don't know if i needed another take of it i was like okay like i kind of like the fact that they just kind of rushed by it i was perfectly fine because you know obviously they're trying to go for like a comedic effect you know, because if, if they harped on it, it would have like maybe robbed a little bit of the comedy out of it. But man, that stunt work is crazy. I, I feel like even even you explaining it, you're like, I guess the only part that's missing is like not explaining how incredibly tall those each individual landing is, and he's just yeah. doing it with so much precision. Yeah, it, it's crazy. Like I think in general, uh, the best stunt work in the movie are all the 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 big falls that everyone does. Uh, there's one more. Um, Actually, it also happens right after a comedy scene where um, after the adulterous Sherlock Holmes uh, gets caught and there's just like 15 people in the room and then one guy's just like sitting on the per like sitting at the window and they just shove him outside and he just fall he does a backflip and lands he does a backflip from the second floor and face plants on the ground. Yeah, I can't recall. Does he land on his elbows or is it just like flat on his face? Flat. It's <laughs> just okay, flat. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm, okay. I mean, again, you you it's on sand. You know yeah. they probably padded it, but because you see them bounce. Oh, yeah, but yeah. still, like to just fall flat like that on your face, like oh. It it's not it's not padded. It's probably just a, like an old mattress that they have, because <laughs> oh, yeah. that's what they do. <laughs> um. Oh boy, yeah. Like the, the the stunt work is probably like my favorite element of it. Uh, but the action, you know, in terms of the fighting. I don't know if there's anything specific that I love, but I, I'd say that the action's pretty impressive for the most part. Um, it, it's, it's, I don't know, like impressive. Okay, maybe I'm going to backpedal on that. I think it's only impressive because the, the each, all the choreography ends with like a major, a major uh, pratfall. Someone's getting seriously injured. And that's what makes the choreography, the fighting good in this movie. But the actual fighting itself, I don't think is exceptional. I think it's just okay. Um, I would agree with that. Yeah, like we tend to like longer fights. Yeah. You know, fights that are drawn out just a little bit more, that have a little more choreography. There's a little more back and forth to it. I would say there's only maybe like three or four fights that actually do that Mm -hmm. because the ending is essentially like a giant mosaic of fights. It's like small little encounters, just one after the other. Like there's, there's almost no time to breathe because like Mm -hmm. as soon as you get one of those big pratfalls from one of the fights, like it goes immediately to the next fight. So that, that's kind of what I was mentioning earlier where sometimes they don't hark on it and it feels like you're getting robbed a little bit because like, uh, sometimes in some of those moments, I wanted them to maybe do a double take or something like mm. that because some of those hits look painful. 
Right. But yeah, once once we get to the end, it's just nonstop action. Sometimes the cutting is so abrupt. I'm just like, oh, we're we're here now. Now we're fighting these people. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I I I think a good example of that is when Dick Way is fighting Yunbu. Like it hard cuts. We get like three other fights, and then finally gets back to them. It gets like, back. To oh, them, yeah. we lost all momentum between them. Mm-hmm. You know, like kind of wish. Yeah, just go I on. wish. I wish that was its own self-contained fight. Yeah. And then I wish, like, I love Dick Way, but then like, it, like him and Cynthia Rothrock, uh, and then Richard Norton. I feel like there could have been consolidation there yeah. because Richard Norton gets the short end of the stick. Like he doesn't really oh, yeah, get yeah. to do much at all. Like he gets like one little fight against like a Japanese guy. Right, right. And then he just kind of gets kicked in the face a lot throughout the rest <laughs> of it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that Japanese guy you're referring to, Yasuaki Karada. Uh, again, uh, we, we've talked about him before. Oh, that's, that's Karada. Okay. Yes, Got yes, it. yes. Uh, what was that movie with uh, Sonichiba? Um, the, the monk movie? Legend of the Seven Monks or something like that? Seven uh, Monks, yeah. Seven Monks, yeah, yeah. Like, he was in that as well. Um, yeah, Karada's in this movie. Yukari Oshima's in this movie. Uh, Huang... Oh wait, let's see. I, I I forget his name. The bad dude from Drunken Master, uh, Korean dude, uh, Huang. Damn it, it's gotta bother me if I Huang Huang Jung Lee. Oh, I have to remember this. Um, yeah, like he plays a Korean uh, Japanese guy in this movie as well. Um, all of them are you know if you follow any martial arts at all, especially like the older folk, uh, like older movies or like. Uh, even at the time, like the contemporary movies, you know, like they're, they're, you know, they're household names in some respect. Um, they're kind of just squandered in this movie too. Like they don't really get enough, I think. Like, uh, like, I mean, like, they, they, they give them stuff to do, but because there's so many characters, yeah. they just get small little moments. <clears throat> and that's why I was kind of annoyed. Like if we, you know, made less characters, we could have these characters do more. Mm-hmm. But, because you have three Japanese characters, you have to have them all try. You, you know, they they try to give each one of them their own little time to shine. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, right, right. like some got it more than others. Right, right, right. But um, I guess we can talk about the action since we were kind of already like started talking about it a little bit more. You can listen to us on Patreon uh, if you want to hear more about the action. Uh, last week we actually released for the first time our first Let's Play. We talked about Jackie Chan Stuntmaster, so why don't you guys go check that out if you support us on Patreon. And well, also, on... you'll... Oh, wait, no, that's say, on YouTube. That's just on YouTube normally. If you would like the longer extended play, that's on there Patreon. You but, you know, just the normal uh, quick cut of us playing Jackie Chan Stuntmaster. And we try to find uh, as many uh, movie references as we can. That was pretty fun. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's on YouTube, but the full thing's on Patreon. Okay, right. So... Listen to what Zero said. Don't ignore me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, like on, speaking of Patreon, yeah, you can listen to us talk about the action, which we'll start doing now, I guess. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. We're at the point where we give our recommendations, but there's a whole wealth of audio you would be listening to here if you follow us on Patreon. There you can listen to the entire episode, including an exclusive action breakdown of the fights in the movie. Uh, but you can still support us by liking us on all the things and watch this and other episodes on YouTube with visual cues to accompany our discussion. And now on to our final thoughts. Yeah, the, the Shanghai Express slash Millionaire Express, it's, um, hmm. 
It's interesting. It, it's kind of exactly what I imagined it be, but I kind of wish it wasn't. I kind of wish it was more. Uh, this is one of those movies that are kind of like in on I, most people's radars, right? People have heard of this movie. Um, people have like said that this is like, you know, like one of Samo's better films. Or it's, it's usually shows up on one of his lists. I don't know if it's one of, like, I wouldn't say it's one of his best films, but, like, yeah. I'd say, like, it shows up a lot on his lists. Yeah, when I hear Sammo Hung mm-hmm. and and his listed movie, you know, best Sammo Hung movies or whatnot, I usually hear this movie mentioned, and I never saw it before. This is my first time, so. Have, mm-hmm. have you seen this before? No, no, this is my first time, too. So oh, first time I, that's I why I'm, I was hoping for more. Uh, it, it's not terrible. It's definitely not terrible. It's just not good like again like because you know like again we always say this like you and i come from the standpoint like we love fight scenes we love action movies we love martial arts movies but we also love movies like is the movie itself good and i think yeah at, at the end of the day uh, i don't think so right a good movie with characters to root for help to elevate fights like it can yes. it you know when it make when it becomes personal when you become invested in those characters you root for them, so you want somebody to win at the end of the fight. Otherwise, it's just a brawl yeah. with people you don't know who they are and you don't care about. Yeah, exactly. I mean, again, I love stunt work. I love choreography. I love all that jazz. But after sitting through the whole film, I'm just hoping. I'm like, when do we get to the fighting? Because like, I have nothing else to latch on to. Right. Uh, yeah, like, and, and the date in, in, in our modern digital age, too, it's like if you're not going to have a good story with it, it might as well be a short uh, fight scene that you just post on YouTube. Um, and I hate that. I hate to say that it's the most millennial thing I'll ever say in my life. But yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah like uh, that's how I feel about the movie. Um, I, I, mean, I guess that's my recommendation. I don't really recommend the movie. But that doesn't mean I don't recommend the fight scenes. In fact, I'd say check out the fight between Yoon Byu and Samo, as you know, like you probably might have stumbled upon on YouTube or where else, wherever else. And then the whole last fifteen minutes of the movie is just an all-out action scene with multiple fighters. None of them are spectacular. We see much better um, entries from that, like each one of these actors in different movies. Uh, so if you want to see them like at their A game, you can check them out in their own in the respective films. That, you know, but like, and the this movie kind of excels only in the fact that we have all of them, but none of them are doing anything spectacular. The only two of them that are the only two actors performers who are doing anything really good. Uh, well, not two, but like the two fight scenes are the Yoon Byu versus Dick Way fight and the Cynthia Rothrock versus Samo fight. Uh, and even then they're like they're just okay it really all in all i think all the action just comes down to like how good are the stunt falls how good are the prat falls <laughs> um so yeah, i don't know like that that's how i feel about the movie um i don't know zero what are your thoughts uh i mean pretty much the same thing i was i this is the first time watching it uh didn't know anything about it really i just saw a few clips that people posted every now and then thinking that they were just short little clips of the fights, but it ended up turning out to be, I, I watched like the whole fights uh, for a few of those moments. So I was a little disappointed. So I, I, I needed to kind of get that out of my mindset while I was watching it. I didn't, I didn't hate the movie, although I did complain a lot about the story. Uh, I mean, it does all the things that I don't like 
with these kind of movies where too many characters, you know, like not enough action sometimes. Yep. Um, so yeah, it's it's a tough recommend. Um, if you've never seen it and you're kind of curious, I would say, you know, just, you know, it doesn't hurt to give it a watch, but definitely the action is much better, even though the action isn't exactly what I like either. Like I want longer fights. I don't like uh, mosaic fights like these where they just kind of smash a whole bunch of small little fight moments together. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's a lot of fun stuff. You know, it's 15 minutes of just action at the end. Uh, but you got to, so you got to wait for it. Um, so it's, it's it's like kind of a recommend for me, but more so to check out the action instead. Like I, I, I do kind of like the action and I do like the stunts. Yeah. All right. I don't know how in this episode, because that basically just sums up how I, I feel about that too. Um, I don't know. Yeah. But, I, I think the movie is maybe worth checking out just the one time, but yeah, I don't know. I, I'm definitely leaning more in the direction like, just check out the fight scenes, for sure. Uh, yeah, the movie maybe, itself, I mean, not. so this this was a New Year's Eve, it's supposed to be like a Chinese New Year's movie, so maybe maybe it's like a family film, right? You, you show with your parents? I don't know, maybe they might <laughs> find some of that. The, the adultery stuff. Adultering Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> yeah. Man, yeah. Adultering Sherlock Holmes. That imagery is is, is, is great. Oh, does that mean that his fat wife is Watson? <laughs> no. Sherlock Holmes isn't sleeping with Watson. 